Hey, y'all, off to another start this week. It's Monday of the second week of Lent. A really cool church today, the Church of San Clemente. That's the Church of St. Clement, who was hailed to be, he's hailed to be the fourth pope. So the fourth in line after after St. Peter. Pretty cool. Monday of the second week of Lent, the Church of San Clemente, St. Clement. From the North American College in Rome, this is a 3.2-mile journey. Um, five kilometers, so a little bit over three miles, so about 45 minutes to about an hour, another hour of walking, kind of like kind of like the other day, just yesterday. So uh, again, as I mentioned yesterday, I will give sort of, I'll try to give a more dynamic summary instead of reading through this, which sometimes can be tedious. If you want to go read it on your own, go check it out, um, but I'll just kind of bounce through this pretty quickly and give you some highlights. So the name of this church, of course, is taken from St. Clement, as I, who I just said, is hailed to be the fourth pope. Either he was a freed slave or he was the son of a freed slave who eventually became a member of the imperial household. This Clement, as pope, he wrote a letter to the Corinthians and, and uh, did some other writings. He's, he's one of the key church fathers, and he really did a lot for evangelization, preaching the gospel, promoting the faith. Because of that, he was sentenced to death because this was still before the legalization of Christianity. Um, he was tied to an anchor and thrown into the sea. So he, he was drowned. They, they tied him to an anchor and tossed him in the ocean because he was preaching the faith. And uh, later his, his relics were, were recovered and he was buried nearby. So before the legalization of Christianity, this there there was a house on this side where this church took place. It was the Titulus Clementis. Um, it was replaced with a larger basilica um, in the in the late 200s uh, to late 300s. It was completed in the year 390. So there's a church that goes back to the the, the time of 390, which would make sense that or it would lead us to believe if, if we think of construction in those times 90. You know, if Christianity was legalized in the year 313, then this was one of the first churches they started building when building when Christianity was legalized. That's a very common theme among all these station churches. As soon as Christianity was legalized, they made them permanent public places of worship. So, this the first basilica was completed in the year 390, even though there was a house there um, um, even before where the Christians would gather. It was renovated in the years, in the 500s. Now, this is neat. In, in the year 876, St. Cyril and Methodius, they were the apostles to the Slavic nations, they brought the relics of St. Clement from the east. So his relics made their way to the east. Um, St. Cyril and Methodius brought the relics in the year 876, and Pope Adrian II put them here at this church that, that took his name. St. Cyril and Methodius, just so you know, they, um, they translated the Bible into the Slavic language and took the gospel to North Europe. So they really helped promote evangelization, continue this theme of evangelization from St. Clement. That was 876. That was pretty cool. And uh, St. Cyril, he died in the city, and, and uh, in the year 869, just a couple short years later, and his relics were actually here at this church too. So, now, in the year 1084, the Normans attacked Rome in this area of the city, and this church was almost completely destroyed. And some of the church was still serviceable. They could still use it, and so they 
uh, elected Pope Paschal II in the year 1099. But they still had to rebuild the church. So they, they leveled off the material. Instead of taking it all away, they just smoothed it all out and kind of filled it in, which makes the current church higher than where the previous church was. Um, if you think of all the, everything that was destroyed from it, kind of building up the ground. This new church was dedicated on May 26th, 1128. In the, the 15th century, um, some frescoes were done in this, this beautiful chapel of, that's within the church of St. Catherine of, of, of Alexandria, so a great mother of the faith. Um, a couple of key saints that, that have relics in here would be St. Ignatius of Antioch, St. Cyril and Methodius, and of course also St. Clement. Cool little detail about this. At the entrance of the church, there's a small door off to the side where you can um, take a tour of the what's beneath this church. So if you there's some excavations there that they that they have found and you know excavated, cleaned it all out or cleared it out. And underneath there's you, you see an, the older church, what's part of what's remaining of it. And you see some, also some frescoes from that original church. Truly a beautiful thing to see. Some other structures, including some little houses, um, you know, structures for the town. And also an important one to note would be the Temple to Mithras, one of those Roman goddesses. And, and just the beauty there of, of the faith covering up symbolically and literally, you know, the, the pagan religions and, and showing the dominance of Christ. So just a kind of cool little thing. This church of St. Clement, San Clemente, also has an absolutely beautiful mosaic above the altar. It's very famous. Of Christ, the tree of life. Christ being the tree of life. Or he is the vine, we are the branches. So I invite you to just Google that. I'll, I'll put a link down here also in the podcast so you can listen to that or look at it if you want. But do some homework for the Church of St. Clement in Rome. It's truly a gem in that, uh, in that ancient city. Go out and do your get your steps in, 3.2 miles, um, 5 kilometers, or 3.1 miles, 5 kilometers. All right, y'all. God bless. May St. Clement pray for us.